Would you pray with me? Oh God, I pray that this morning our hearts would be lifted to you through our singing, through our community together, through our moments of silence, and through your word that speaks to us through scripture, that speaks within our hearts. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So in 1958, when Valley Presbyterian Church was started, the way the church was thought of and the way uh, people uh, gathered for Christian community was very different in America. I mean, yes, it kind of looked like this, and they may have sung many of the same songs that we've even sung this morning, but there was this sense of a cultural agreement around, at least um, overall, of, of what Christianity was, that you should go to church in the morning, that this is the way things should be, and there was kind of this, this cultural coming alongside and affirmation of this whole idea about going to church on Sunday mornings. And now, 60 years later, as we prepare to celebrate our 60th anniversary, it's very different, isn't it? I mean, we're fortunate to have, um, you know, a relatively full congregation from week to week, but there are many congregations. One time I preached in a, in a sanctuary that was two or three times this size, and there was like 13 people gathered right in the front pews. And in the 1950s and the 1960s, their Sunday schools had, were full of kids, and the baby boomers were having kids, and... And church was just this kind of almost cultural phenomenon. And here we are now in this time, in 2018, where it's a little odd to be going to church, quite frankly, on a Sunday morning. Um, and you, you drive around, and, and stores are now open on Sunday mornings, and kids are playing soccer games, and people are more likely to be, you know, the Church of the New York Times and their Sunday morning latte than they are to be in a place like this. And so it's a challenge. This, uh, the term that people are using, is particularly for here in the Bay Area, is spiritual but not religious. How many times have you heard that from your friends? I'm a, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. And there's so many factors that contribute to that and account for that, not to mention just the struggle that, uh, that churches, um, the churches have had in the last maybe 30 years of broken trust with leaders, prominent leaders who have broken our trust, or, or people seeing that sometimes religion leads people to, to do and believe and say things that are anything but what the message of Jesus Christ is. But for me and for us, as a community of faith, as a church, it means that in this time we have to be thinking about different ways to, to express who we are. We can't just assume that people know what happens at a church. We can't just assume that people know what Christians believe. 
there's a suspicion. There's a sense that church is maybe even just, and faith is just irrelevant. And so as, um, as we begin to look at the next 60 years, and as I've begun um, being your pastor the last few months, we've had a lot of these conversations about who do we want to be and what will we be, and how do we talk about ourselves. The author Todd Bolsinger, who's a professor at Fuller Seminary, says that being church is like being Lewis and Clark on their expedition, where they had gone up the Missouri River and were at the Missouri River thinking that they were going to find the Northwest Passage, the river that was going to take them from the Missouri River out to the Pacific Ocean. And when they got there, they didn't see a river. They saw the Rockies. (laughs) And their idea about how their canoes and the things that they were going to use to ship themselves out there all of a sudden were gone. They needed new tools. They needed new voices. They needed new plans. They needed a new strategy. And Todd Bolsinger says that's in some ways a good metaphor for us to consider about where we are as a church right now. So as we've begun to have these conversations around here, you guys have done so much good work over the interim period of the last four years or so, thinking about who are we and who is the church and what is faith. And now it's time to kind of gather all that and say, okay, where do we want to go? The first task that we began with was to consider what is our mission? Where are we going? And uh, the challenge, a good mission statement, is, is really just about eight words, they tell us now. And it should be something that you can remember really easily. So try fitting in all of the things that happen at this place and all of our aspirations about who we want to be and all of the scripture that comes to us and trying to fit that into just eight words. <laughs> so we landed with nine. <laughs> and it's we're a base camp building a more loving world. This idea of base camp came from a question that Joe Corolla asked me when we were having this conversation. And he asked me this wonderful question of if in five years I looked back at these five years or at our 70th anniversary or our 75th anniversary, someone asked me, you know, how, how would you measure success? How would I measure that? And my answer was something like, well, I would hope that that the people in this congregation, the people that sit in these pews, the people that are here throughout the week, that they, they are empowered and know their identity as the presence of Jesus wherever they go. So that whether you're walking into your office on a Monday morning or whether you're taking care of grandkids or whether you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table or whether you're flying to Africa, that you have the resources and the tools and the sense that you are loved and called by God, that you can be that presence of Christ. That you know that the church is not just me and not this building and not what we do on Sunday morning but that you take it with you wherever you go. And then I said, you know, it's like we're a base camp. And we all kind of stopped and looked at each other and went, base camp, that's kind of an interesting idea. And it's begun to grow in our imagination since then. 
Base camp really is a, is a great term to describe, I think, what Valley Presbyterian is. I mean, how, I wouldn't, don't want to ask you to raise your hands, but I imagine a majority of you come in and look forward to just sitting here on Sunday mornings or throughout the week, looking out at those trees and just taking a deep exhale and being here and being renewed and refreshed week after week after week so that you can go into whatever adventures your life is calling you to in a different way. You have to kind of come away to get here, don't you? It's not like we're in downtown Palo Alto. I mean, I get to walk across the street, but there's not too many of the rest of us that get to walk across the street to be at church. Um, and, and so there's a sense that when you come to Valley Presbyterian Church, when you're at 945 Portola Road, you've, you've come away and you've, you've chosen to come here among the trees in the redwoods to just take a deep breath. And so there's a way that, that this space has functioned that way for 60 years. People have been coming here to do that for a long time. This is a base camp already. And yet the, the idea of base camp, I think while honoring that sense of, also says that's not all there is. That we're a base camp and we come here to, to be refreshed and renewed and encouraged and connected and to think more deeply about our faith and to sense God within us because we have a whole world out there that is needing the presence of God's love. And so base camp reminds me that it's not just about having a beautiful service and it's not just about having a wonderful buildings and a good institution. It's about something that leads us out into the world. This week, um, I was able to meet Gordon Wiltsey, who is um, an expedition leader. He has gone to the most remote, remote parts of this world to the Himalayas, to Antarctica, to the North Pole, and in those places has been taken photo uh, photographs for National Geographic, for the U.S. Army. Uh, he has traveled with John Krakauer, who wrote um, about Into Thin Air, um, about his ascent to Everest. And so Gordon um, and Ginger and I had a long conversation about what are base camps and what are they for and what happens at a base camp. And one thing I learned is that you don't have, you have to have a base camp to have an expedition. So whether it's the base camp at Everest, which is constantly going with, with groups coming and going, or whether it's the tents that you're carrying alongside of you or with you on the dog sled, you have to have a place to settle. You have to have a place where you can sleep. You have to have a place to eat. You have to have a place where you can have conversations about strategy and what's next. A base camp is a place where, where people meet and gather and new possibilities emerge when they come together in that place. Base camps are essential, Gordon said, for any expedition. So do you see it? You see how church can be kind of like a base camp? Some head knots, maybe? All right, great. I'm not the only one to know that. In this scripture for today that Ijo read earlier in Ephesians 4, 
this beautiful description that Paul gives for the early church. And really, the early church developed as a base camp of sorts. There was this beautiful message and power that they had experienced in Jesus and in his life and in his teachings. And they were wondering how they were going to carry it forward. And so little groups began to meet here and there to to come together, to listen to each other, to listen to God, and to go out and to love the world. And Paul is speaking to one of those in this text. And he says that, that the purpose of having preachers and priests and prophets and apostles really is to, he uses this word, equip the saints to get what you need to be out in the world and to be the presence of Christ. When you, the equipment that you get, he says, is is to be grounded, to be mature, to not be tossed back and forth, to know who you are and to know who God is. That is the purpose of a church. Martin Luther King says, Church's Jr. said, it's not the place you go to, it's the place you go from. It's not the place you go to, it's the place you go from. So my hope and prayer for this community at Valley Presbyterian Church is that we continue to be a base camp, building a more loving world. And I want to finish just by reading this text in Ephesians 4 through with the message uh, through the lens of Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of it. God handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor teacher to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. No prolonged infancies among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. And he's speaking metaphorically there. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. Christ keeps us in step with each other. Christ's very breath and blood flow through us nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. May uh, this mission statement, as we grow into it, truly begin to send us out into the world. May we be a base camp not only for ourselves, but a place where many others can land and find the presence of God within them and take that presence out into the world. Amen.